0: Welcome to Design Party Podcast, where we talk about design, but also life in Finland. I'm your host, Antonia, and I'm a product designer. In this episode, I have a guest from Belarus. She is living for four years in Finland. Let's get into it. So for today's uh, episode, I was thinking, uh, why not maybe take like a chill topic and just uh, talk about, you know, Hashtag immigrant life, life in Finland. How is it to live in Finland? Uh, do we want to even talk about that? Is it too
1: <laughs> too no, hard? I mean, why, why not? Why not? I, 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 I guess. Uh, yeah? I have never been a guest to a podcast before that, so you're my first one. Please. <laughs> oh,
0: I get that a lot, and I'm very proud. Thank you so much. Uh, i am super open if you want to do this in future as well i think it's uh cool. it's excellent um but yeah anyway since uh, now we're gonna start the episode maybe we can start by introducing you so mm-hmm. can you tell like a couple of sentences about yourself
1: right uh so yeah, hi our amazing listeners i'm sure you're amazing my name is marina i come from belarus if Everything goes well. This summer will be my fifth, my five years in Finland. It's fifth year now, so it Congrats. will be five years. Thank you. Probably I will buy myself some sima and celebrate somehow. I don't know, swimming in the lake, eating Lakritse, something very, very Finnish. Sounds um, very good. Yeah, I came to Finland to study, because at some point of my life I thought that I would like to do a master's abroad. And I came to the University of Tampere, did the master's. Um, I was studying culture, and I wrote my thesis about speaking on the radio, which was pretty much fun. And I also did a lot of funny essays, like how pornography and immigration are connected. Things like that.
0: (laughs) I I want to read that. We we should have like a a session just uh, with that topic. Um,
1: But yeah, anyway, uh, you mentioned... Go ahead. Yeah, sure. And then I uh, graduated and uh, Finnish immigration office gives you a one-year permit to look for a job. If you don't have it after the university. And I'm extremely proud of myself because I signed my work contract after 11 months and two weeks. Jeez, that was tight. (laughs) I grew some gray hair during that year, I should admit. I bet... uh... Uh, so it's extremely
0: stressful and uh, I was kind of in similar shoes. I can uh, share like an anecdote uh, when you're done with your introduction, but let's hear more. What was the job all about?
1: I was working for a tribe temporary startup community as a community caretaker. So uh, basically, I like to say that I was a Hagrid. For uh-huh. those who are into the Harry Potter world, I was the one who has all the keys, who has uh, bushy hair, um and who is constantly talking some weird stuff like, Hey, we got a problem somewhere in that corner. Probably oh. there is a fox still in our <laughs> shoes. I don't know. Things like that. Uh but I was basically running the premises, so ensuring that we have enough of coffee, meeting people who are there for the first time, running the bookings, uh, and giving hand here and there whenever needed, whether uh, we needed to do a sound check for the microphones for the event buy some food uh post a couple photos on our social media Well,
0: you it know. sounds very versatile and dynamic i like that about jobs doesn't get like monotone and boring like over time
1: yeah what? yeah it was it was never monotone and boring and i a little bit missed that times and if there is some company among our audience who is willing to have a Person who can do all that for your company or for your community. I am currently looking for a job and I am open for opportunities. So that's really good
0: to know. I actually uh, have a couple of places that might be very interesting to you, but we can touch that topic uh, after we're done with the episode. Maybe I can help out with that as well. uh Definitely. But yeah. Uh, well, listeners know roughly who I am, so I'm gonna skip my introduction. Uh, I actually celebrated my fourth year mark in Finland, uh, 6th of January. So (laughs) it's what's now 15. So it was like a week or something ago. Um, I can't believe I'm four years here. here.
1: after the celebration.
0: I I didn't mark it like in any way. It was just, uh, I didn't even notice my mom just sent me a message. uh, Hey, tomorrow it's going to be four years. And I was like, oh, well. I I stopped for a second and tried to reflect a little bit to what were my opinions uh, and aspirations for years ago. And I remember myself being very naive and thinking that I'm going to master Finnish within a year. I'm going to, you know, do all kinds of uh, stuff. Nothing of a sort happened. So um, still still working a lot on that front. But uh, I want to touch topics like life in Mm -hmm. Finland. I have like several Mm -hmm. questions I want to discuss with you. Uh, I Mm -hmm. saw on social media that you read your first Finnish book, am I correct?
1: Yeah, Uh, I was, before last year, my studies of Finnish were very, what's the word, spotted, I would say, because I did a short course at the university, and I was interested to continue with that. But unfortunately, there was pretty much one group of students uh, who w- was interested or were interested anyways uh, it was so in the schedule that I could either do uh, visit the uh, major courses for my major studies like culture and scientific writing and whatnot uh, or I could go to the Finnish course they were same time mm. like really badly in that sense organized and i just decided that okay i'm more interested in finishing the masters than finishing the finish so i didn't do any studying for a while and then i was not sure whether i will be able to find a job Uh, so i didn't take any courses and yeah just like spotted stuff maybe doing some short learning and not getting back to it but last year i started to um, visit courses um, regularly Um, I decided that, okay, probably that's the country I want to live for a while now. So, at least from the point of some kind of politeness towards the culture, um, it's okay to uh, learn the language something further, so I will be super comfortable. My lazy point has always been that I speak fluent Swedish. So, whenever I need to do some official paperwork, if there is no... possibility of doing it in English like for example at some point uh, the taxation office they have some forms which are either Finnish or Swedish but no English Uh, I can just go with my Swedish and I have all of my official paperwork in Swedish and I can read if I need to read some document or regulation Swedish it is Um, but then again I started to understand that in my day-to-day life I would need more Finnish so I was doing courses and I was thinking how can I how can I improve further and um, it's a bit difficult when you go like online go to some um, like in Tampere we have this Facebook group called Tampere Foreigners and Not where people from immigrant background they hang a lot there and exchange advice and uh, you ask like how do you learn Finnish and people like go watch movies go there do there there is a speaking group versus that Um, and I I reminded myself that when I was um, studying English, our teacher said that one thing you can do to yourself is read a book. And she recommended to choose between the categories of kids' books, not like, you know, for babies, but more like some teenage stuff, like Harry Potter or, you know, Hobbit or something, and a romantic novel. So I started with a romantic novel. And I just went to the shop bought myself a discounted book and read it. It was painful, mostly because I, I'm not really a fan of romantic novels and I was suffering every time some cliche, stupid thing happened in the story. <laughs> but it was just like a very, very cliche thing. He's rich and powerful, but very lonely and unhappy. And she is poor, but very optimistic. So they fell in love and there is some bad people who don't want them to be together. And all that is over 500 pages. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a lot of Finnish. <laughs> it's a lot of Finnish. But from the point of language, that was really useful because, um, for example, book had a lot of detailed uh, descriptions of, you know, what was in the room and how was he dressed and how was she dressed and what did they have for lunch. So I had all this vocabulary, which I had in the courses in my passive vocabulary. I had it active. I've seen it working. There were different types of grammar. So... Pretty useful, and now I feel that some stuff is stuck in my head. Like I managed to visit a dentist and talk and finish there. Not that much talking, but at least I understood. So I'm extremely proud of that.
0: That's that's really cool. Um, Well, I would like to talk more about the language because uh, I have been talking about the topic about uh, other immigrants with other with other Mm -hmm. immigrants, and uh, we we kind of settle around one thing, and that is vocabulary. So basically, you learn one word. And then days, weeks later, it's gone, like like it's impossible to just, uh, you know, persist the word in your brain for forever, hopefully, or for longer periods of time. It's just like it feels like two steps uh, forward, one back and like just going in circles. Do you have like, what's your experience with uh, building vocabulary?
1: Uh, On the one hand, once in a while, I curve in the corner and cry that I will never learn Finnish and it's all useless and so on and so forth. And I should either move to Holland and speak my Swedish or go back home or do something like that. On the other, Finnish is my seventh language.
0: What the? Wait, you need to uh, count all the languages you speak?
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm from Belarus. So we have two national languages, Russian and Belarusian. And in different perspectives of my life, I was either on one hand or on the other. I had one and a half year of 90% of my life being Belarusian speaking. I grew up in a Russian speaking family. I had a time when I was um, using Russian as my main education language and going back and forth, but anyways, two languages there. Um, then of course, English, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yes. Then they mentioned Swedish. Uh, But technically, Swedish is my third foreign language because it was my minor at the university. My other major after English was German. And I am not really speaking it fluently, but I can do quite a few things with it. Uh, Like my best friend currently lives in Berlin. And every time I visit her, we do stuff like we even we go to museums and we take excursions and I can go uh, for a walk without her, do some shopping and, you know, find my way, ask for the time. I can do pretty, a lot of things. The biggest thing I've ever done with my German was when I visited another friend who lives in Austria and we went to an opera or okay. not opera, to a theater, to a theater. Uh, I mean, I knew the play. I, I read it a while ago, but of course I didn't remember all the details. But anyways, I can understand if I am more or less aware what's going on and the topic is not that difficult, not like astrophysics or something. Mm. I can understand and I can, you know, survive. This sounds really I good. Have, yeah, I have issues with grammar. I don't remember a lot of vocabulary and you know, but I, I can survive if needed and if it will be so that at some point my work will be with some, you know, German joint company or some partners or something. I'm pretty sure that I could, you know, take some courses or do some self-studying and get back to it. Then when I was a teenager, I spent some time in Spain in a host family. Uh, And the point is that there was nobody speaking English there. So I had to do a crush Spanish on the spot course, you know, showing with my finger things and learning how you say them and gesticulating. And it's, Again, it's a very, very, very survival range. I can, you know, say in Spanish something like, eat, I want, (laughs) you (laughs) know, (laughs) give me food. Thank you. (laughs) But it will still be there. So every time I go back to learning Finnish, if I have a bad day, I keep on saying myself that I've already done learning a foreign language. Of course, it's complicated because Finnish is not related to any of the languages like language grouply, it's not related to any of the languages I've learned before and the language itself is pretty difficult but well, I keep on telling myself that it's not impossible Hmm. I believe that for everybody the biggest thing about vocabulary is to find the ways to use them and this is very personal because for some people uh, it's more important to talk so they join some kind of Um, speaking groups or they find Finnish friends and, you know, ask for um, having conversations in the language. For some people, movies or podcasts or radio works. For some people, it's books. There are ways. There are ways. Um, I don't know. I just, now I start to feel that there was some kind of a wall inside me telling me, you don't know this language. And now it's starting to break because more and more get into situations where I find that at least I understand what's going on and maybe I can say something about it. But it's still a long way to go. I would believe that uh, if we say about timing, that's, uh, well, I would say that maybe three more years, but we'll see. And how many um,
0: hours per week you spend investing in Finnish?
1: Uh, currently, it's uh, I try to read. I started the second book, and I try to read around one hour each day.
0: Okay, so it's basically at least seven hours per week. You're talking here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> I was thinking maybe doing like uh, three, maybe four days, like thirty minutes, uh, like building vocabulary with this uh, app called Word Dive just to expand a little bit. Uh, so I would need what 15 years to get somewhere. Great. I will be old. No, and...
1: <laughs> no you won't. Uh, you, won't be, you will be young and beautiful. Uh, I would say that uh, I heard a lot from different language teachers like professionals that uh, to continue just not to let your level go bounce back completely mm-hmm you need to invest around 40 to 45 minutes daily that's the amount of time that your brain is you know activated and it has has enough of um input of course you can for example if you're comfortable listening then maybe while you're doing your i don't know your cleaning or some small household chores you can switch on some radio or something so it goes on the background and it drops to your brain some words and your brain starts to invest yeah. in them.
0: You mentioned that like these um, learning ways are quite personal and I have to say like watching movies or just listening the language does absolutely nothing for me. Like like zero uh, improvement or benefit uh, I see from that. Uh, I have very maybe like statistical brain so it's all about understanding how are words made and I have been to quite a few courses where, you know, teacher was just, you know, writing down, we know that the uh, Finnish has like 14 cases, and you can conjugate a word in a gazillion different ways. And then, you know, we stumble can upon we a break
1: here and cry about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, let, let's take a break here, beep and cry a little bit. And uh, well, basically, what happened uh, all the time was, we would stumble upon, like a word, for example, I don't know, uh, let's, uh, let's think of some word, uh, to go, menna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is like, uh, um, infinitive or I don't know how in other languages yeah. you call that nominativi, nominative, yeah. uh, and that's the most important, uh, like, uh, variation of a word you need to know because then you expand to all other cases and all other variations, mm-hmm. but what would happen, we would have uh i don't know that verb mentioned in some context and it would be uh menon i don't know something like that uh Mm -hmm. which is already conjugated so you need to basically reverse engineer it back to original form in order to you know expand to all others but we wouldn't do that teacher would just write this word and then she would you know put uh equation mark and this means i'm going or something which Mm -hmm. is which is not very useful for me because, uh, you know, uh, don't give me fish, uh, teach me how to fish, okay And then I'm going to do the rest of the work. But I also heard that this way of tutoring is because um, a lot of people coming from um, a little bit different background, maybe they don't have like so good, uh, you know, high education and they just remember words, they don't know how it works. They just remember all the variations and when to use them. And this is how they speak, which uh, doesn't work for, for example, highly educated people. Our brain works. Just give me the base and I'm going to calculate all other variations. I was speaking about that topic with several people. And we all agreed that uh, uh, like our way of learning is I need to know syntax. I need to know grammar and all the rules. Give me base word and I'm going to do all the things what are your opinions about that
1: on the one hand i do understand what you're talking about um i know that in tampere when you apply for for example there is this uh kesa uh, so summer university they have courses and despite the name they have courses all year round um and when you apply for the course there they ask what's your level and what's your education in general so they put people in the groups according to their background, as far as I understand. Um, so and yeah, in my um, in my experience with these courses, they actually do say that okay, this is the infinitive, and in this in this text we have the plural genitive of this word, whatever, um, and this is how it forms. So the teacher was every time and I worked with two teachers there, different two courses, um, was every time writing on, the, like if we're reading and translating the text, the teacher was every time writing the infinitive and showing that, okay, it went from here to there.
0: Okay, that's like really good. Yeah, I like that. This is this is how, for example, I would like to learn. And luckily... Well, they are now having online uh, courses, so feel free to join. <laughs> oh, please, uh, share me some links after this, uh, I would like to check. Um, although, um, I now have classes, uh, with my work. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. a beginner's course. And this teacher is actually amazing. I had many Finnish teachers so far, and it was hard to follow their ways of teaching. It was not super, uh, usable for me, but this teacher is actually like, she, she suits me so well. She's, uh, super funny. She's interactive and she explains really well. Sometimes it happened yeah. that these Finnish teachers don't have really good command of English and English as an aid language is actually quite um, unoptimal because you can't really explain all the stuff that happens with just English. So Mm -hmm. what I did for um, I think a few months maybe even half a year something like that I had a Serbian teacher uh, who Mm -hmm. speaks uh, Finnish and teaches Finnish Mm -hmm. mostly to uh Our poor souls uh emigrating here from the Balkans and trying to integrate so mm-hmm. she she does these online classes, so I booked her uh for these few months, and we were working like individually, just like one on one and that was uh s- super great for me because this is where I learned the most. And uh, when it comes to explaining all these anomalies and, uh, you know, whatever happens with words, it was so much easier to explain, you know, in our language that has equally terrifying uh, grammatical changes than just using English, which is quite basic compared to, you know, uh, Slavic languages or, you know, Finnish. Uh, So learning finnish in your mother tongue might be if your mother tongue is complex uh might be a way to go actually i find it super useful but yeah, anyway um now i just got the, I, I needed to clear my schedule because i was getting a little bit too exhausted with all the stuff that's happening so i now just uh, have uh, one class per week with uh, my work uh, and it's uh, mm-hmm. a little bit below my level currently because uh, i already passed the uh, grammar we are working right now, so I can follow quite easily. Uh, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I think in a few weeks it's going to get a little bit uh, tougher and I will have to. It's hard for me to find uh, time and will to work outside the class itself. You know, just, you know, Mm -hmm. taking a notebook. Okay, let's see what words we had. I don't know. I just it's it's hard to see that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Do you have some tips for that?
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm basically enjoying the process of studying like for like in in my normal life i'm quite comfortable studying and doing stuff for myself the only thing i've been thinking is that uh when i fix all my job search money issues i would like to probably find as you mentioned a private teacher who works with uh my mother tongue so or yeah uh, that would be a huge benefit also because I had a very good experience with the other languages. I had good experience of working with teacher one-on-one mm. because uh, then I, on the one hand, the teacher, I can, you know, I can be as stupid as I want. I can ask all these stupid questions and I will have, I have the whole class for myself and I can go back to the things I don't understand five times if I need, you know. Yeah. I it's the miss best, it yeah. a in the group. I don't say that the teachers I've been working with are not attentive enough or something, but you know, when it's a group, it's still a bit more complicated for them to dedicate yeah. enough time for everyone.
0: That is true, and also uh, what I dislike about group learning is, I mean, like many people's uh, at a different stage uh, that like different pace, and then uh, the one thing that could be solved quite easily especially with these uh, remote zoom calls um like these open ended questions when you have like 10 people and then you ask uh, how do you say this and then you have like 10 people barking at the microphone it it can get quite overwhelming uh so mm-hmm. like if teachers would you know utilize all these features uh, zoom or any other uh tool for remote chatting um is like raise hand or, you know, ask, mm-hmm. like, say a name of a person. How about you this time? You know, just go back to basics, at least in my high school and primary school. Whenever teacher asks something, it was not really allowed to just bark the answer out. You had to raise uh, two fingers in the air or hand or whatever, and then you would get cold or not, and then you would speak. So I kind of miss uh, this learning that we had as children that was quite effective i mean um yeah i was i was trying On to remember the,
1: yeah go ahead yeah the the thing that you mentioned about learning the form rather than learning uh remembering the infinitive and then going from the form that's actually um i i thought that it's pretty useless also but then one friend explained to me that in pedagogics that's the way you teach children and that's the way kids learn like when you um, learn your mother tongue from your mom and your dad and your, you know, relatives, family, whatever, friends. Uh, it's not every time that they tell you that's the basic form, but, you know, they say your words uh, and you hear how they say stuff and you remember it this way. So sometimes then you go to school and you see how the word is written. You're a little bit surprised because you've never seen it written before or you never seen it written in a specific form. And that's the same thing. It's activates your brain in this childish way and of course well for some people it might be more comfortable for some less comfortable but um it's a possibility you know
0: well i i I guess maybe like a mix between like showing the you know um formula how to make something Mm -hmm. and then just Mm -hmm. you know blabbing and trying to you know say something would be maybe the best way to go uh, we don't have too much minutes left, but I want to also w- wanted to speak about just life in Finland overall. Uh, I mean, you're coming from Belarus, I'm fi- coming from Croatia, so our backgrounds are probably quite similar. Hashtag Slavs. I need to stop using hashtag and then some yeah. word in my speech because that's like... I, nah. like who who, oh, does, that? Like who does that? Who does that? But anyway, like... What are pros and cons, in your opinion?
1: Um, pros. Mm-hmm. Clean air, okay. like clean air. Like, I come to Minsk, I take a breath, I stuff coffee. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Silence. The mm-hmm. good way of silence. Like, people are generally shouting less. Uh, there are less cars. There is less uh, crowdness. There is less people who drive around having super loud music in their cars playing, Um, you know, things like that. So, silence in a respectful way. Um, Then, um, what's that? Oh, safety. Mm -hmm. I know that, like, I I heard uh, or I read somewhere that Tampere is in the top three or top five safest places in Europe. Hmm, It's so, really nice. I mean, it's it feels. It's on, on some kind of um, very inside level, it feels. I know that nothing bad happens. It's yep. not that means, you know, the criminal ghetto of Belarus or something. No, it was okay as well, but now it's just a little bit better. Then, um, generally, there is some kind of, you know, social... Um, respect i would say i know that in finland people don't really care what i believe in what i look like whom i love what i eat it's okay to be yourself more than back home because in belarus i was always irritated by you know people with whom i work with um daring asking things like why don't you use makeup that's none of your
0: business thank you yeah exactly
1: is there some and, other? Um, I and then I'm a huge fan of uh, Finnish salmon or well Norwegian salmon. Anyways, uh, red fish, amazing, great, cheaper than home, fresher than home, more varieties than home.
0: Okay, and um, sh- sh- is there something else, or shall
1: we move to cons? <laughs> Ex- access to the sea. I know mm-hmm. that whatever shit happens in my life in Finland, I can hop on a train, get to Helsinki, and in less than two hours, I will be at the seashore. I know it's Baltic, I know it's not the biggest, the cleanest, the most beautiful, but it's the sea. When I, C- lived, in C- Minsk, yeah. Yeah, when I lived in Minsk, that would be, go to the Vilnius embassy, uh, Lithuanian embassy, get a visa, get a night bus, spend half of your life on the way. <laughs> now, two hours and like eight euro per ticket.
0: That's excellent, I have to, I guess, appreciate more leaving five minutes from a beach, then.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's just the most amazing thing. Uh, I'm very sorry, but I think my laptop is running out of battery. Can I have three seconds to plug it in? Oh, oh. yes, for sure, do it. I have a bit of an issue with um, understanding, not only language-wise. I might have said that learning Finnish is kind of a con because I'm lazy, I feel that I'm old. Uh, I mean, old enough to learn new things, like, you know, brain is getting slower and everything. Uh, But I'm more saying that it took me a while to figure out how people interact. Um, Like, what is okay to say what is okay to joke about. Um, and generally, I sometimes miss a little bit, um, you know, people laughing out loud when you say something rather than giving your humble Finnish smile or people gesticulating. I had an, I have a good example of what I mean. When I was writing my thesis, I would come to my academic supervisor and present to him, you know, new chapter or whatever. And he was just listening and looking at me almost no blinking oh my god and at some point I just told him okay Yarko if you feel that it's difficult for you to give me a face-to-face feedback just like you know in words or something can you at least while listening show me a thumb up or a thumb down so I understand whether you like you agree or you feel that I should have done something in a different way and how did that go Well, he giggled a bit and then he started to at least write to me long letters saying, yeah, that was a good idea. Yes, that was a fine idea. No, I don't think we should include that paragraph. Could you please get rid of it?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, when it comes to that, I I also have to say I struggle quite a lot because um, I, I just can't read Finnish faces. For me, they always seem very sad. I sometimes miss lack of expression. Back in Croatia, you know, people... Like Italians we talk with everything we are like oh loud and like uh, just talking 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 it's literally polar opposite culture from Finland like literally polar opposite so although I am um, as a person quite shy and quiet uh, much more than an average creation uh, I was I'm, I'm probably here considered like, uh, I don't know, class clown or something because, you know, I, I joke around I smile, I have facial expressions that are connected to my inner feeling um, <laughs> you know and, uh, when it comes to things, I'm so confused probably all the time because I, I don't know like, are you angry at me? Are you sad? Are you amused? Are you like happy right now? Like, is everything okay? Uh, so I don't know how to overcome that, but I think it's just like, as any other practice or training, just you know, being in situation and mapping out uh, patterns and then figuring it out by doing that. I I don't know, it's it's hard.
1: Yeah, in my in my experience, it's. Um people just take longer to get used to you and develop a relationship with you than back in Belarus. But as soon as they consider, okay, you're a friend or you're a very familiar person, then they start to be more emotional and they start to talk more open. And, you know, so that's that's more of, about of, of, of time. But well,
0: mm. that is true. I also heard that, for example, I have... Um, Quite a, quite a few steps until I consider somebody like a friend. And um, mm-hmm. for some people here, I, I would consider them acquaintances, but then I would hear from like uh, some other Finnish person no, 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 actually, this, per- this Finnish person considers you as a friend although you hear each other like twice per year or you know you're the one who always initiates initiates the conversation or something which is mm-hmm. quite weird for me because how can you consider somebody a friend if you don't you know speak regularly you know ask about life uh, sometimes meet well right now it's like a little mm-hmm. bit weird to meet but still you know just uh, get involved in each o- in, in mm-hmm. each other's lives a little bit just I don't know I find that quite odd but, well, we are living here, and this is how things roll here, so I guess it's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there some something else that may be a con here? I would say uh, today it's minus 21 over here in Espo. Um, so
1: mm-hmm. weather. It's minus two, 22 in Tampere, and that's amazing. I was just telling uh, a ex-colleague, so to say, that... Uh, Everybody I talk to, I mean internationals, they usually say, well, I like everything but the weather. Mm. And I'm the one who loves the weather. I came here for the weather. I came really? here for a real winter. I'm enjoying it. I love skating. I hope to start skiing again. I haven't done it for a few years. I enjoy the sound of the snow when you step on it. I mean, I think winter is beautiful. And it's just the perfect season. I'm absolutely happy with it. Uh, I really, really, I'm really bad at tolerating heat when it comes. It Mm. makes me feel like I'm literally melting. Uh, Yeah, but I'm pretty happy with the weather. Darkness is bad. Like November is the month of, you know, crying in the corner. Uh, But uh, generally, I don't really have issues with Finnish weather.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to, I have to... Mostly agree with you, Um, although with a slight tweak when it comes to hot weather, like between 35 and 40 degrees, it's my sweet spot. Um, That's like the best ever. Um, I'm okay uh, with like a prolongated winter and, you know, having snow and stuff like that. I I really enjoy snow. And I remember as a kid, I was always, you know, waiting for first uh, snowflakes to come so we can go sledding and... Uh, stuff like that. I, I was sledding so much as a kid that I managed to break my frontal teeth like all out. It was like extreme. Uh but uh, when it comes to like leisure time, um I, I love ice skating. Um I'm incapable of doing it except like pushing myself like and doing slow circles around the the ring. Uh but I would love to um learn to do it, you know, I don't have to do like saltos and like pirouettes and whatever, but just, you know, comfortably going in different directions, maybe even backwards and stuff like that. Uh, So hopefully one one day that will happen. And um, last year I I tried skiing for the first time in my life, and that was super fun. It's a little bit scary, you know, but, you know, I need to like bond this with uh, Finnish culture, a little bit and language and all that we talked about. Uh, when you start something, you obviously need some training, you know, some tutor as with learning language and all. And it's a little bit tough to, you know, learn some like, um, have some new hobby if you don't have command Finnish, because not everywhere English is uh, like possible. So it's a little bit hard to uh, learn new stuff without speaking proper Finnish. Do you have problems with that?
1: Uh, no, because in my experience that a lot of, a lot of coaches, like at least those who do sports, uh, a lot of them are either internationals who start their business as a international talent starting a business, or they have pretty good command of English. Uh, I am currently, I started fencing this year. Oh. Hopefully we'll get back to trainings when uh, Corona permits our uh, gym being open again. Uh, but, uh, and our teacher or coach is Italian. Mm-hmm. And we have only two other people in the group who are not Finns. But everybody's okay speaking English. And then again, uh, the good part of sports, or at least some of the sports, that it's much more about you know showing how you do that rather than you know having discussions so whatever mike says the most important part is you know when he takes out the sword and you know do, does stuff and then we try to repeat
0: well yeah i mean to a certain extent uh, that that can help but also like explaining in detail and all these nuances is also very important i also uh, joined the taekwondo club over here um uh, mm. to have a hobby because i was uh-huh. uh, practicing taekwondo for like a decade back in croatia when i was a little bit younger and um i have been there a whole last year but unfortunately not too much trainings uh because of Corona and all that uh, stuff and uh, now i'm waiting until everything passes so we can go back to the gym because we just can't have uh like sparring trainings and stuff like that and uh yeah. In my group, there is one Italian guy, and that's pretty much it when it comes to, um, you know, foreigners being in a club. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say uh, it was c- quite hard, although um, I can easily follow instructions f- for whatever in Taekwondo. It's hard to, um, you know, teacher like not teacher, but like trainer say something in Finnish, and you're like, Pff, I, I need to wait like uh, 10 seconds and then fear out what are they doing so and it happened quite a lot that the instruction was something and then when they showed something it was what not to do and i thought ah i need to do that uh, so i was talking about that with the italian colleague and he was also like oh my god like uh, it's it's so hard like to follow everything and um but uh Sometimes uh, they try to speak English, then it's much, much easier. But yeah, it all comes back back to, you know, if you want to properly integrate, you just need to learn the language and then everything will be so much easier without the language, it's like obstacle, 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 obstacle.
1: Yeah. One thing I miss a lot is going to theater. Oh, I know that Yeah, one thing that will happen in my life again. It's like because back home I used to uh, to go to theater maybe like every two three months Mm. yeah that that's a big share of my life which which is you no know, non-existent
0: this is really sad what was that sound
1: uh, that's uh, I'm at the premises of uh, tribe Tampera because I was having a meeting here and some other stuff to do and they recently had this new um I think the word will be gone. Yeah, like the, the 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 big kind of the the big plate which you can bomb with. So, someone is playing with it.
0: Ah, okay, okay. I thought it was like a time for a coffee or something. Um, no, no, no. But yeah, anyway, um, this is a huge topic we opened and, you know, uh, I spent many, 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 many hours uh, talking with other foreigners, uh, how is to live here, how they cope with some stuff, what's fun to do, like what, well, you know, how to have the best experience living in Finland. And, uh, well, we can continue in some other episode. I need to wrap it up right now and Let's continue with my day. Uh, I thank you so much for joining me in this chill uh, conversation to catch up a little bit. This is more like catching up less of let's make a podcast, I think. And um, yeah, that that's about it. Do you have any final words for listeners?
1: Uh, I would say that, uh, well, first of all, thank you for invitation. That was fun. That was my first time being on a podcast as a guest. So that's uh, really cool stuff to do. Um, I will be glad to do it again. Second, I'll say that uh, it's all about attitude. In the, in the end, it's all about attitude. If you feel that you want to live in this country, if you feel that uh, you're happy here, I don't know. I start to afraid of the word happiness, but I think it still exists and it still means something. So mm-hmm. as long as you know what you're doing and you have a positive approach to it, it's going to happen. It should work.
0: Yes, completely agreed. Whenever I feel stuck, then I remember when I got here, I couldn't understand anything. And look at me, I'm reading this banner and I understand it completely. There was some progress. That's undeniable. Uh, Okay. Well, anyway, let's continue at uh, some later date. I wish you a very happy day and uh, the whole weekend. And once again, thank you so much.
1: Thank you.